Hey there, this is AJ. I'm so glad you've joined us today on Faith for My Generation podcast. I want to remind you that our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word, and our mission is to create a resource of teachings that build strong faith in God. You know, that really is my prayer, that as you hear this message today, that the power of God's Word, anointed by the Holy Spirit, will stir up your most holy faith in Him so that you can be a light and a witness and a testimony of the living God in this earth. I pray that this message will richly bless you and increase you in spirit, soul, and in body. Now, let's get to the message. Good morning to you. Hey, this is the wake-up call, 002. Obviously, I've left three digits, so who knows? Maybe there'll be a wake-up call, 999, at some point. But this is the wake-up call. hope you're having a great morning so far. I know I am. Uh, I wanted to share something with you again to get your morning started today. And it's this. The Word of God is like a mirror. Uh, Last Thursday, last night, at 8 p.m. on my church Facebook and YouTube channels, Gospel Tabernacle Church, I did a um, Bible study on how the Word of God is like, and we're going through how the Word of God has different characteristics and traits. And one of them that I covered was the Word of God is like a mirror. And I began to, I'm still meditating on that, thinking about that, and in prayer this morning, to share this with you, that the Word of God is like a mirror. It is like a mirror. You know, you think about, uh, is it Snow White, right? Mirror, mirror on the wall, right? The evil uh, evil queen looks into that mirror and she wants to be the most beautiful in the land and the the best. And and the mirror can't lie and says, no, actually there's someone else. Who is it? It's Snow White, right? And so instead of doing what we're instructed to do, look into the mirror so that it can change us, transform us, what does the evil queen do? Oh, there's someone else. Okay, fine. I'll I'll snuff her out. <laughs> I'll kill her. <laughs> she looked into the mirror but did not allow it to change herself. But the Word of God is a mirror that allows us to examine ourselves, restore ourselves, and transform ourselves. Examination, restoration, transformation. And, and that's something that I saw in study that it's just continuing uh, just to mull over in my mind and my heart and my spirit. And I want you to hear this. James chapter 1, there's three instances in the New Testament where the Word of God is likened to a mirror. And this is one of them. James chapter 1, or in the Bible rather, I'm sorry, not just New Testament, but in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted Word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word this one will be blessed in all that he does that last part this one will be blessed in all that he does that's where I want to be I want to be in in a place where everything I do is blessed now how do I achieve that how do I get to that place where the blessing of the Lord's on my life I become a doer of the word 
It's not enough to hear the word. It's not enough just to hear the word. You actually have to hear, gain knowledge, have knowledge of the word of God, receive instruction through the word by the power of the Holy Spirit, who is the author of the word, teaching and, and revealing to you what the truth of God's word is. And then you take it and act on it. You've got to actually do something with what you know. You know, knowledge is not power, but practice of knowledge is powerful. It's not enough to know. And the Word of God saying, if you know, if you hear the Word of God, but you don't take action on it, it's just like someone looking in the mirror. They can, you know, uh, I went and, I, you know, showered and got ready for uh, the day today this morning, and I was looking in the mirror. Why was I looking in the mirror? Well, to make sure my hair was actually, you know, combed correctly. <laughs> make sure, you know, my face was good to go. Nothing in my teeth, nothing hanging out my nose. My goodness, you know, I want to be presentable when I leave. But if I looked in the mirror and saw that I needed to, walk, you know, take a shower and comb my hair and shave my face and brush my teeth, I can see it but don't act on it. Well, that mirror has done nothing for me. And if you hear the Word of God, but do not allow it to change your life and live by it, it's not going to have an effect in your life. Hebrews 3 talks about this, that the children of Israel, they heard the Word of God, but they didn't mix it up with faith. Well, what is a requirement of faith? A biblical requirement of faith is action. For without works, faith is dead. You're going to have to put into action what you believe. And if you hear the Word of God, but you don't take action on it, you're deceiving yourself. You've deceived yourself. Now think about this. The Word of God's like a mirror in that it allows you to examine yourself. It allows you to look and say, okay, this needs to change in my life. The Word of God says, this is how I am to, to live, to be a husband, to be a godly man, uh, to be a pastor, to be a, a good employee, to be a, a good member of a church. This is what I'm supposed to do. Oh, this is what the Bible says is required of me. And to be a soul winner, to be someone that prays for people, an intercessor. This is what the Bible is requiring of me. Am I doing that? It allows me to examine myself. But the Word of God doesn't leave you at examination. It doesn't leave you at the place of, this is what needs to change. See ya. The Word of God allows you to examine yourself so that you can change. Examination leads to restoration. In Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, it says this, verse 26, that Christ might sanctify and cleanse her, the church, with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present him, her, her, the church, to himself, a glorious church, without having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she, the church, should be holy and without blemish. That, that phrase there, the washing of the water of the word, is actually a, an example. It's actually pointing back to a time in the Old Testament when the Levites and the priests would prepare themselves to serve God and worship God. They went to this big, giant brass bowl. I mean, the thing was huge, about four, five, six feet wide. It was huge, and it was brass, and it was polished, so much so that it was like a mirror. And then they filled it up with water. And they were commanded by God to wash their hands and wash their feet before they did any type of worship, whether it was at the altar, the tabernacle of meeting, anything they were doing for the people, on behalf of the people, or with God in worship, they were required to clean themselves up, 
to be clean in the, their hands and feet. And in doing so, they had, to they had to bend over to this big giant brass bowl, this basin, this laver, the old King James Version would say. They had to bend over and they were washing their hands. And as they were, they were looking down and this polished brass bowl, bronze bowl, was so shiny that it would reflect their vision. It would reflect their image. And they could see. They could see. They, they looked. I mean, it was, a, it was an opportunity that the Lord allowed them to look into their heart. To look into their heart to prepare themselves. I'm about to meet with the living God. I'm about to bring a sacrifice of worship to the living God. They looked and it allowed them to see what needed to be changed and take action on it. Oh, my hands are still dirty. I can't bring a sacrifice before the Lord with dirt on my hands. i got to clean this up. You know, in Psalms chapter 24, it says, David wrote this. It says that, who's going to approach the hill of the Lord? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. The inward and outward parts have to be clean. And the Bible is like a mirror in that it allows us to bring us to a place of restoration. You know, when you get saved, you live different. I don't care what anyone says. Saved people have the Spirit of God in them. They're a new creation in Christ Jesus, and they live differently. That doesn't mean you'll never make a mistake, but what it does mean is when you make a mistake, or let's be even stronger, when you sin against God, the Holy Spirit convicts, and you say, that ain't right. i got to get that out of my life. I, Lord, I, I, please forgive me of that. I don't want to ever do that again. Empower me to not go back to that place of sin. And he will. He will empower you so that, verse 27, he can present you to himself glorious, without spot or wrinkle, holy and without blemish. Examination produces restoration. But it doesn't stop there. Restoration, as I finished this morning, restoration produces transformation. 2 Corinthians 3.18 this is powerful. 2 Corinthians 3.18, it shows us this, that the Word of God is like a mirror so that it will transform you. 2 Corinthians 3.18, But we all with unveiled face, this is again talking about Moses who was in the glory of God and how to put a veil over his face, beholding as in a mirror, there it is again, the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Notice that. Beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Word of God transforms us. In fact, that word transformed in the Greek is where we get our word metamorphosis. You know, Naomi, my daughter, who's, who's one, she, uh, she, she loves the very hungry caterpillar. And there's a video of it on YouTube where this, I guess it's like a guy with a British accent reading the book. And we have the book and she loves watching the video and reading the book. But it's about this story of a hun hungry caterpillar. On this day he eats something he shouldn't eat. And, well, he starts off with the fruit. But by the time Saturday comes around, he sounds like me. He eats everything in sight. <laughs> you know, And he has a stomachache. Then the next day he wakes up, he eats a leaf, and he builds a cocoon. And then a few weeks go by and out comes a beautiful butterfly, as, as he would say in the video. And we get that word metamorphosis from this Greek word that 
means to be transformed. That caterpillar went in that cocoon, but when it came out, it didn't come out as a caterpillar. It came out as a butterfly. It was changed. And this, this word transformed appears three times in the New Testament. Here, it appears in Matthew 17 when Jesus goes to the Mount of Transfiguration and he is glorified by the Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's changed and glorified. And it appears one other place in Romans chapter 12, which is where we're ending today. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And don't be conformed. Don't be molded in the image of this world. Don't be shaped and fashioned by this world. But be transformed. Be, re be changed. Be supernaturally changed by the renewing of your mind. So you might hear Naomi right now. She's, she's working on her morning milk. You might hear in the background. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The Word of God will actually change us and transform us so that we can prove or live out the perfect will of God. The Word of God is the perfect will of God. And when we allow it to change the way we think, the way we act, the way we live, our opinions, our thoughts, we allow the Word of God to be the final authority in our life it changes who we are supernaturally so that we can live the perfect will of God. And when you live in the perfect will of God, there is no better place to be. It takes you back to James 1.25. The perfect will of God is when you're living, hearing, doing the word of God, and you are blessed in everything you do. Hey, let me know in the comments. Is that the life you want to live? Blessed in everything you do? Well, then you got to take a look in the mirror. Take a look in the mirror. And before I get off, I just want to give a shout out here. I, I wore my Greenville Academy of Martial Arts Cheat Kundo shirt. Shout out to Sifu Jason, who is so kind on social media. Thank you for all you do. I appreciate you. If, if you're in the upstate and you want to learn proper self-defense by a good godly man who's got a great sense of humor, or at least I think, uh, a, a, a large repertoire of dad jokes. You got to go see them. Academy of Martial Arts in Greenville. Nonetheless, hey, thank you for watching. Please share. Please share this. And if you prefer to hear this in podcast form, wherever you get wonderful podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you can search for my podcast channel, Faith for My Generation. Faith for My Generation. All right. Hey, until next time. Hope you have a wonderful day, and this was your wake-up call. Hey, I want to say thank you for joining me on this episode of Faith for My Generation podcast channel. Please do us a favor. Leave a five-star review. It helps us get this message of the gospel and the Word of God out in front of more people. It really does help. And until next time, remember, we are the faithful. God bless.